I had my nephews come over and visit me. They're five and three, and uh, they're big Pokemon freaks, and I'm a bit of a Pokemon connoisseur myself. Um, uh, and so you're the first. You're the first Pokemon generation. Yeah, yeah. So it's important. You cradle have to, to grave. You, know, you have to shepherd them along into into yep. Pokemon. You know, you're like the grandfather of Pokemon to them. If I knew the name of the of a sheep Pokemon, I would have made a joke there, but I don't know the name of a... I know there are. I, I can probably get sheeple. It, yeah, I was going to say, like, sheepy. Sheeple, mom. <laughs> yeah. Sheepy, yeah. Whatever yeah. is easy for them to say every time that they talk. You know? Yeah. Maybe it's like, maybe it's more like Ba, Bamon or something. I don't know. Well, Jake, none of the Pokemon that I can think of. I don't think they have Mon. You're thinking Digimon when you when you're adding Mon. Oh, I'm thinking Digimon. And Fuck! What a sh- what a show that Digimon Jeez. was, man. Um, Agumon, Agumon, Goromon. They had the right idea. Just add Mon to the end of everything. Fuck yeah! And they talked. They had normal. Yeah, they could just legit talk. <laughs> <laughs> they were just Weird, so. La- that was just so lazy. Like, okay, so we're just gonna add Mon to the end of their names. And so what do they sound like? Uh, just give them a, just have them talk. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. That's I so remember weird. what Agumon sounded like. He had a distinct voice. I don't remember at all what the other ones sounded like at all. I don't, I don't either. Um, I saw that they just re-released the like games from back then, back in the day, like the PlayStation one monster oh. or no, that's not, I'm thinking monster rancher. Um, but they also, I think, did Digimon. Like, Digimon's still, like, going or something. Like, it's still Dude, a thing. Digimon had a movie, all right? Yeah. Digimon the movie was fucking cool, all right? It was not bad. All right? It, it had its time. It was better at the time than Pokemon 2000, okay? Oh, That's right, I said. Up right now. Yeah. <laughs> it was better. Jake, it's Pokemon okay to be wrong 2000. sometimes. Jake's wrong on this. Listen, I'm open to debate on it, but I'm right, okay? It would be interesting <laughs> to watch. It would be really. It had Smash Mouth. It had fucking kids in America. I'm now realizing. Have? have we talked about this on the? I'm now realizing I've yeah, heard this talked, fucking argument. This like two episodes. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not good. Yeah. I remember. We started talking about the soundtrack. Recurring. Yeah. Christ. It's one of my recurring topics. Oh my god. There's, yeah. a movie, there's a whole thing about the uh, about hacking. One of the Pokemon was like a digital, like he was hacking the real world. Digimon and they were Pokemon. Like, uh, Digimon. Digimon. Pokemon, Pokemon has better storylines than that. Yeah, Pokemon absolutely. did have, Poke, okay, the Mewtwo movie was probably the best Pokemon. What's the best Pokemon movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Mewtwo movie. Yeah, because yeah, Mewtwo. That was the first one, right? Was a that was like unreal when it came out too, and I think they had a lot of promotions. That's like when the card came out. I think when you went, wasn't that yeah. during the time if you went to the movie you got a card, a special yeah. 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 I, I dude, yeah. I fucking, I'm pretty sure I have that still. Dude, it's, I think it's hype, in my like man. one of my boxes. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool to see. Did Digimon movies do that? And there was a, I think there was a mm-hmm. chance nope. you got like a holographic one or something. I don't remember. Yeah, it was like a one in something chance that you would get a holographic version of your card when you went to the movie. I don't know what it is about. It was the Mew card? Yeah. yeah. What is it about Mew. old cards that is like interesting? You know, I just like looking at them. You know, and so like, yeah, yeah some about a snapshot, it. You know, yeah, snapshot. Yeah, time place. Because my nephews, they have so they're they're three and five. And they have the binders with the Pokemon cards in there, you know. And that's pretty young for a kid to, I thought, yeah. be looking at those. 
But you'll sit them down in front of that, and they'll just look at those cards for hours and hours. Yeah. And it's like... details. Yeah. They can't even read, and they're just looking at them, and they're organizing them and stuff. It's like, damn. There's something about it. Something about it, yeah. That's so true. And it's like when you first get them, too. Like, when you first get them, it's such a positive feeling that, like... When you look at that card later in life, it brings you back to the moment yeah. that you first like got those cards. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's powerful. It's way like a more treasure. powerful than NFTs. Because when I get a fucking NFT, I that shit I'm not looking at that. I don't give a fucking shit. Like, what? The well, NFT. Here's a problem with NFT. NFT. We should not we talk about again. NFTs again. We're probably having literally the same conversation. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Every episode. We've been but, talking about NFTs for months and months on this. Podcast. Here's the thing I don't get about it. I'm already looking at a screen. I'm already looking at a computer with a bunch of images on it. There's nothing special about another image just sitting there. A card in real life, it's like, oh, that's like a pretty, like it like looks cool. It's like shiny and it's like, it doesn't match the environment around me, right? Like a Pokemon card looks fucking crazy. But then you see an NFT, it looks like a fucking computer generated piece of shit on the internet. When you have so many other things that look better than it, what's the point? I don't get it. Um, it's it's shit. And why? And also, like it look so like if you look at the, what Twitter's gonna do with the profile pictures, right? Where they put like a hexagon around your profile picture if it's an NFT. Like, couldn't <sighs> I still just go out and steal an NFT, right? Take a picture mm-hmm. of it, and then just go and just remint it on the on the chain, and then just fucking upload it myself and just have a copy of the NFT. Like, isn't that a? Can't I just do that? Probably. I don't know Probably. enough about. I've actively avoided as much of this as I can just because just just because everyone that I know that is smart has said that it sucks ass. And so it's like, I don't need. Yeah, it's a scam. Yeah, basically. So it's a um, uh, except for the Benja Cringe NFTs. What's that? Yeah, the Benja Cringe NFTs. They're they're actually really good quality. Yeah. 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 But uh, no, they're not. We don't have any FTs. We're liars. Mm. But Soon uh, I forgot what I was going to say about NFTs. That's probably for the best. Yeah, that's probably for the best. So anyways, these little motherfuckers are over here, and they're looking at their Pokemon and cards and shit. And I was like, hey, guys, why don't we play Pokemon? I have Let's Go Pikachu. I have that game. Which is like basically like Pokemon Go, where you like have the controller and you throw the balls with the controller. So they they play the game, and they're having a blast. They're loving it. And they leave. And then a few days later, I'm like, all right, I'm going to play some Switch. They broke both of those fucking controllers that they were using. Somehow, I was like, how did they break both of these? (laughs) They were just like... Dude, classic kids. Don't never hand kids your video video games, man. Classic stuff. I remember... I had, I remember it was a while ago. I was playing back when 3DS was a big thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I had my 3DS and I was replaying Mario 64 yeah. on the 3DS and my like my little cousin or nephew was over um, and he saw me playing it and he's like, can I play? And I was just being nice and I let him play it. First thing he did, erased my save. Mm. Classic. I was at the end of the game. <laughs> I was yep. at the end of the game. Somehow, first thing he did was erase my save. I was already in the game for him. I loaded it up for oh him. Oh my Somehow God. still fucking went back to the main menu erased my save slot started a new game i had two younger sisters and had the exact same thing happen to me so many times just it's just like it's just so tempting for them to just go destroy everything (laughs) 
<laughs> it just they know how to they know the quickest path to destruction. <laughs> they really do. Oh man. But yeah, it was crazy that they uh were able to do that. But they also Are had you a, talking about your Joy Cons? Yeah, the Joy Cons. Yeah. Wow. But apparently they're really really like pieces of shit, so I don't feel too bad about it. Yeah. They're flimsy. Yeah. I just can't believe that both of them destroyed <laughs> they destroyed both of them. Insane. And they broke them in different ways too. I was like, damn, how'd you guys do this shit? <laughs> So I actually have one of them right here. It's all, well, I was going to pick it up, but it's all in pieces. I'm I'm taking them apart and fixing them. Um, I bought like oh, uh, so one of them I like put a little piece of paper in there and then close it up into like have more pressure on it, and now it works. And this other one I had yeah. to buy. I'm buying a little uh, the little Joy-Con like thing you turn around, and I'm just going to put a new one in there and fix it because they're expensive. They're like sixty oh. bucks each or something. So. It's like fuck 60 it. Sixty bucks each for each, or maybe for one? like maybe for like two. For both of them together. Yeah, that's still thirty dollars for a for a little tiny piece of shit Joy-Con. It's like shit. You might just use it as an excuse. Do you play? Do you when you play the Switch? Do you usually play it like undocked? Uh, no, I never play it undocked. I always play it. Uh, I actually got like a controller. Controller, it's pretty nice. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say get one of those. Or like if you play it undocked, there's some really nice like third-party Joy-Con controllers that are more mm-hmm. like an actual controller. And that's what I have. good to hold. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad. Yeah, I just got another one of those. So I'm just going to do that. And I think they have them for kids, too, or something, so they don't get destroyed every time they <laughs> terrorize me. They have to, right? To yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was my uh, interesting thing that happened during the week. Oh, uh, I guess another big thing did happen. I... I had to mail out a letter, and so uh, I was like, okay, I want to buy an envelope. Well, on Amazon, I can only find envelopes for, you can only buy 500 at a time. And I was like, well, do I need a lifetime supply of envelopes? I guess. (laughs) And so I bought 500. And then the envelopes show up. (sighs) They're little tiny fucking things. They're like like this big. So a normal piece of paper doesn't even fit in them. So now I have 500 of those sitting there. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess I have to buy 500 normal size envelopes. envelopes. <laughs> so yeah, now right. I went from zero You've to a thousand this. envelopes. Oh. So if you guys need any envelopes, I got, I got a lifetime Fuck supply. Yeah. And cheap. I did the same shit once I bought like a 500 supply and it was, they were too small and flimsy to, yep. to do anything with. And I think I, I think I did still try to use it to send money through the mail, and it got stolen. Oh, my <laughs> <So> God. <laughs> That's funny. It never arrived. Jesus. So I was like, fuck it. But what you got to do in the future is go to the post office and buy one of their, Ugh. like, you go know, one envelope office. fits all things. And then you can just put it in there, and then it, like, tapes up, and then you can yeah. just send it wherever, and it's a flat fee or whatever. But, I mean, this was just That's a little piece of paper. You know what I mean? Like. And I was like, you know what? I have to, at this point in my life, I have to have envelopes and I have to be able to send stuff out. You but know, you had to have stamps too then, right? You got to yeah, I had. To, I also had to buy stamps. Um, Why? Why waste the time? Just go to the post office and, and be like, mail this. It's too much work. Here's the thing. I have to go to the post office like five times a year or like mail something like five times a year probably. So it's like, I should yeah. probably just have that shit around so I don't have to make a big deal of it every single time. Same reason I got a printer. I print maybe three things a year, yeah. if that, but it's just, 
I'm just Your tired. printer has a whole fucking stool. Yeah, my printer's living stool. large over there. It's actually... Uh, you have a pull-out stool like you're playing the piano. Yeah. That's, I like to watch it do its thing, you know? It's a... It's a masterful yeah, piece like, of machinery. Like the dishwasher or the uh, the washing machine. You just yeah, my it. washer, my that stool. Sec- I use that for to watch the washing machine, or if I'm doing some <laughs> clothes, I'll just pull it up and watch. Awesome. It's yeah. interesting stuff. What's your favorite uh, article of clothing to watch wash in the washing machine? Oh God, there's so many. For uh, me, it's just a good pair of pants. You know, pants, I was gonna... they do they have fun patterns because they got two legs, right? So like mm-hmm. they tend to spread out and they they do some fun patterns. Although if you do a uh, if you do a blanket mm-hmm. and you watch that one, that's, that's where I was gonna go. Too, I was they gonna actually go. roll up into like a into like a <laughs> ball, not a ball, but like a uh, what do you call it? like a cylinder shape uh-huh. naturally. Like no matter it'll how roll you throw like a blanket that. in there, it'll naturally roll up into a. Now see, cool now but you see, I think I feel like you're neglecting like. If you have like say a pair of sweatpants with the little uh you know little plastic pieces on to that go ping 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 then you get yeah. a little audio going with it too you know which is a little fun. Yeah. There's That's a lot true. of ways to have fun with your uh, washer and dryer at home. Yeah. And it's cheap. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. Cheap it's entertainment. Really cheap. These kids on their computers with their NFTs don't know what the true value of uh watching your clothes dry and the dry that's actually a good in one dry. That's actually a really good uh, NFT idea. Is to just record different articles of clothing in the in your dish in your dishwasher in your washing machine. <laughs> dishwasher too. Now I, would, I feel I feel like Josh is just chomping at the bit to dive into this conversation with us. It really seems like he has so many ideas all all boiling up to the top. Yeah, Josh, what do you think about this? Yeah, Josh. First half of this conversation, I totally thought Jake meant what pants he enjoys wearing while watching things get washed. Oh, that's a whole nother level. <laughs> he was like, I just love wearing pants while I Whoa, watch no, laundry no. get washed. And I was Why, like, wait, wait, you guys don't wear anything when you're washing your clothes, right? Well, why would I be washing my clothes? To get any better. Yeah. Like, why would you waste that? You can't waste because like whatever you're wearing, if it's not in the wash, what are you you're doing? wasting that. Yeah. yeah, you need all clothes yeah. off in the wash. It's such a rewarding feeling when you're standing there and you you put it all in there, and then you're like, "Oh wait, I also have dirty clothes on me." Boom. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a it's a big thing. You know what I did? I put so I have this little shelf. I wasn't going to bring this up, but since we're talking about washers and dryers, I have this little shelf above my washing machine, and this has actually been one of the best things I've ever done. Um, and I put my washing soap up above it up above my washing machine and so what i do you know how a lot of them have that little hose that little spout where you push the button and then the stuff comes out i just push the button way up on this shelf up high and it just goes right down into the washing machine are you serious so you pull the drawer thing out and it just goes right into yeah it feels so good to do you just watch it go damn Highly recommend if you can do that, because then you're not like putting, you know, do you like putting that little cup and then you put in the cup, and yeah, then you pour that, mm-hmm. and you got right, the, you're measuring the it. No, you're just fucking. I'm just like right in there. Like that looks like enough. Yep. Damn. Holy shit! It feels so good. That I'll is... let you. Jake's coming over tomorrow. I'll let you do it tomorrow. It's it's Sweet, pretty fun. Thank you. Oh fuck yes! <laughs> Cannot wait. Cannot wait. That's the first thing I'm doing. I'm not even looking at your house. Your new house. Just, just tunnel vision. The fucking, yeah. uh, Jake has something he needs to do real quick, guys. 
Give him a second. <laughs> I'm even. I'm gonna bring like a dirty pair of like laundry so I can put it in there and, and just have the whole experience too. Fuck, you might want to bring a land, air, and sea just to, as a reward. Oh yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Making a real party. God. If All right. I could pay everybody. Brought everybody a land, air, and sea. Got to put it together yourself though. Yeah. I bought. Yeah, I brought you right. three separate sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody get a filet. It's like a fucking buffet. It's so oh, oh so bad. Let's not get back into that. A week later, and we're still upset about McDonald's sandwiches. <laughs> nope. uh, <laughs> um. Well, let's go ahead and get into the show that we watched this week. We'll take a little break, and when we come back, we will start talking about Euphoria. We will be right back as soon as I find the button to press. BRB. Welcome back to Binger Cringe. I'm going to do the intro. Welcome to Binger Cringe, the podcast about first episodes. I am your host, Cassidy, and with me today is Josh Eisman. Hello. And Jake Lunn. Yes, that's right. Jake Lunn Hello. coming in second. Coming in second. Yeah. He, he forgot. Uh, interesting how that um, happened again. So we talked about Euphoria this week, and I'm going to play a little trailer. I don't know if I'm going to play this whole trailer. We'll see. It's kind of long. I'd like each of you to get up and tell us a five minute story about your summer. some point you make a choice about who you are and what you want hey i'm rue i'm an addict you're about to start a brand new chapter josh is any of this familiar to you i'm rue i'm jules <laughs> remember that scene josh the whole world goes dark and nothing else matters but the person standing in front of you. I think you're That's muted, cool. Josh. I'm envious of your generation. It looks vaguely for You guys don't care as much about the rules. Oh, that was a crazy scene, huh? Reaching for something. Oh, yeah, the craziest. To make it all seem meaningful. We can just talk over this because this ain't long. And maybe that'll keep us from getting in trouble, too, for playing this content. Oh. <laughs> Every time I feel good, I think nah, I like the trailers. Trailers are fine. Okay. But it doesn't. Free I feel like we're mostly seeing the first episode in this. You know what I mean? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, we can break out of it if you want. Unless, although I, Josh might need it, actually. Should I be yeah, Josh. Drink it in. I'll, I'll be able to contribute you much. This is all you got, buddy. Oh, man, that was such a good scene. There we go. Zendaya did that thing with It's Zendaya I'm going to say her name correctly Zendaya Zendaya That's right Baby, just take it If you say her her name wrong three times She shows up and kills you In the mirror Alright, would you rather But it's the only time you ever see her in person Yes, 100% I would pay for Zendaya to kill me (laughs) Okay, that's good enough. 
That's good enough. Oh, jeez. That's good enough. We get the idea. <laughs> um, so, let's talk about this fucking show. All right. What do you guys think? Initial initial reactions to this show. Because this show was uh, something. Josh, you got something to say. Let's hear it. Man, I was stressed the whole episode. <laughs> You guys, did you guys feel the same? Yeah. Okay. So, Actually, yes. Should Let's we see how if our thoughts just coincide? Well, should we? Yeah, that's true. That's maybe good... they set it up the same way. Full disclosure. Okay. That, yeah. Let's let's. That, uh, Josh may have Josh... not watched what we watched. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we both agreed that we would watch Euphoria. To Josh's credit, we didn't. So sometimes in the past, we have we have skipped a season. Usually we've done it if we have both seen that season before, or if we'd all seen that season before. But, um, Josh, you, you watched the first episode of the second season of Euphoria, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And me and Cassie and I both watched the first episode of the first season. Right. So, so. yeah. <laughs> so we got Rue doing her drug thing. Yep. So there's probably a lot of okay. overlay. Yep. Probably over, a lot of overlap here. It probably okay. is, okay. honestly. Um, yep. So, yeah, it was kind of like in the first episode, it chronicled like her her growing up. And drug addiction? Drug oh, addiction, yeah. yeah. I thought, yeah, the first episode was good. I, I, like, it starts with her birth, right? Yep. She's like literally in the womb, and she's like narrating her own birth, which I thought was pretty pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, she was born three days after 9-11. Yep. I like how uh, how uh, bleak it was, right? Because she's like, you know, three days after 9-11, gets a diagnosis. Like she, I mean, it's it's very um, realistic with like, that's right around the time everyone started getting diagnosed with like she was diagnosed with OCD, bipolar, ADHD. Like that's when all that oh, started yeah. happening, when every all the kids started getting diagnosed with things and, and started getting put, in, put on pills. Um, it's just yeah. like, it's... I don't, that wasn't really like that for me growing up. Like that's not my generation. Right. Right. I feel like it was maybe yours. It was, it, it, yeah. It, it was start. I never, I didn't, I, I was lucky enough to not be like diagnosed with anything like that. I think, well, maybe I was not lucky. Maybe I should have been diagnosed with stuff. Right. Yeah. But, um, but a lot, the, the big thing back then though was like, yeah, it was like a lot of kids were getting diagnosed with a bunch of stuff and they were all bringing like drugs to the, to, to their lunch table every day and like taking a bunch of different things for it. Um, the big one was ADHD, right? That was the one that really kicked off. A lot of people took, a lot of people took, um, stuff for ADHD in my school at least. Um, so like all of that was very familiar to me, like what she was going through with like being diagnosed with stuff. Um, and I thought it was, I thought it was interesting, but like, it, it it's interesting because like her childhood is about nine eight or nine years displaced from mine, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like you know a huge difference. Like I feel like a lot of the stuff that she was experiencing is like really interesting to me because it was like, oh, this is kind of my childhood if smartphones had been out for a while or like right. if the internet had like matured a lot. And mm-hmm. so like it was kind of interesting to see that from that perspective. Yeah, it's. Having like none of that was even remotely a thing when I was growing up. Like kids were not on anything like that. Josh, same for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like if a kid was super hyper, you were just like, "Oh, he's 
you know, he's hyper or he's like, that was like, you would just get in trouble. It was like also that kid too. Right. Yeah. Like, you would just, that kid's just always like cracked out. Just yeah, not like drug. wise, just like, yeah, something was wrong with him. Yeah. It was just, there was no, it was like, oh, that's a weird kid. Like there was yeah. no like medical diagnosis for it. It was just mm-hmm. like, that's per kids just different. I don't know. Nobody knows. Weird. Yeah. Well, in well, this and, differently than everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And also, it just like at least in this show, in the first episode, it seemed like there was kind of a hyper like they were like they were ready to diagnose them with everything, right? Right. It was like yeah, it's this, 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 and like they were giving her everything. They said at one point there was like a line that was just like, yeah, she could have. I think she was literally the doctor was saying it could be this, it could be this, it could be this. And she was like, it could be bipolar, it could be this. And it's just like all these very serious things. Right. And she's just throwing them out there to the point where like she's too young to understand anything that's being talked about, right? So she's kind of sitting in between her parents. But but like her, her mom is just crying. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because she's just know. like being – Exactly, yeah. And she's also just being barraged with just all these just like – you know, the the doctor, at least in this very quick scene – was not being very like tactical in the way that she delivered this information. She was just like, yep, could be this. Like she was just reading it off a piece of paper basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I just have to assume that's the way it is now. I think part of, uh, there's like a disconnect from what, so watching this, the whole thing, I'm like, is that really what it's like now? Like, cause I haven't been involved in any of that world for so long that like I can see that as like a natural progression for it and like all the yeah. like studies of like, you know, how uh, uh, people are so dependent on prescription drugs and all that stuff and getting hooked early and all that. Probably what's happening, but it was, uh, yeah, it was a stressful no, I think thing it's, to watch. It's pretty realistic. Yeah. Like yeah. that was my biggest feeling from the show was like, oh, this is really realistic. Um, yeah. I thought that that's the big thing that I get from it too is just like, all the characters, the writing, and every all the situations and stuff are one hundred percent believable to me. Yes, um, and I in every character, it felt like I knew that person at one point in my life, or I know yeah. that person still. Like, yeah. in for example, the last show we watched, uh, Archive eighty one, I felt like I didn't know a single person in that show. But this show it was like every single person was like, oh, okay, I, someone's like that, someone's like that, someone's like that. Oh yeah. Um, which was refreshing to, to, to see. Um, and I, th- I may have complained about this at another point on one of our episodes that I'm, t- I was getting tired of all these shows where, n- uh, no one talks how people talk in real life. In this show, yeah. I feel like people really did that. And it's weird to me that they only did that because it was like, it was supposed to be like documenting like young adults or like teens, you know, it's like, this is yeah. how they talk. So they like, it almost felt like they played it up, but it, but it wasn't, it was just kind of, this is just how it is. This is how people talk. Oh yeah. So I think it's just 100. Like I always say when I, when I watch this every time I'm always thinking in my head, like this is so realistic. Like, yeah, everything just is so realistic the way that they talk, all the characters too, totally believable. And it's, I see a lot of people um, online saying like, it's not like, they're like, Oh, this is not realistic. Really? And granted, we've only seen one episode, so I don't know if it goes more crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like, I, so I've seen season <laughs> one of Euphoria. You've seen, what the, Josh, like, you've seen the whole yes, season? No, I've, yeah. Oh, and Josh, and Josh has seen I, I season two, episode one. Okay. You watched this yeah, a long time ago? I have, 
Oh, shit. I, uh, I watched this back in the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, like, this show, I think, I think it originally came out in 2019. Oh, okay. So, so like, season it's two been a few one. years between, oh. yeah, and season two is airing right now. So, it's been a little while. Um, but, like, right at the beginning of 2020 is when I started watching this. So, right when the pandemic was hitting. Mm-hmm. So, I've seen season one. Now, it's been a while. Ever since, since then, they've done, like, a Christmas special type thing. Which was actually really good, and I watched that. Wait, what? A <laughs> it was Christmas like a special? it was like a one off episode. Was it like ours? We're like, um, <laughs> no, not like ours. Ours was uh, ours was awesome. Ours was good. Um, ours was a binge. Yeah, these were like it. It actually the Christmas episode for Euphoria was actually one of my favorites. Wow. But, um, okay. It's not. It could have been separate from Christmas. Like it. it I think the setting was Christmas time, like the holidays, but mm-hmm. basically. Without spoiling too much, it just involves two characters sitting in a diner talking for like an entire episode. Oh. And like the dialogue is just amazing. Like it's just really, really good. I loved it. And it was also kind of interesting because like it, uh, that episode was filmed in the pandemic, like during quarantine. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like they had to film it that way due to some restrictions. Yeah. And that actually made the episode better to me. Like it just, that the fact sense. that they were trying to get around restrictions to still film the characters and stuff is good. I liked I liked the content that came out of the the content that like uh, recognized what we were living through, like the Bo Burnham special. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what it feels like. We are all just living this right now. The content right. that was like that I appreciated because it was like you didn't feel as alone when you saw other people doing that. You know, um, yeah, for sure. So yeah, that was my first takeaway was like, okay, this is nice, refreshing. Everybody is speaking how people normally talk. Um, yeah. I and liked- it starts out, it's so funny too. Like mm-hmm. something I forgot about this show a little bit is like how funny it can be throughout yeah. the show. So I just thought that the, the whole, the intro showing her birth, being born after 9-11, showing the drugs, like the basically getting her hooked on drugs from a very early age. Um, I thought all that was really good. I agree. Um, I would say like the, my favorite comedic part was probably the drug dealer and the kid drug dealer. That was <laughs> yeah, really good. Oh, was awesome. As in his little brother. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote down one of his lines. He says, I'm just trying to stack my cash, pay off my mortgage. So what the fuck you want? And it's just like, it's coming from this like three year old kid or something like not three years old. What, how old would you say he is? Probably like around. He's like 14. Yeah. Like 12 like or 13. I'd say. Yeah. The intro Way kinda, too young to be slinging drugs. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's funny though. I mean. Yeah. He's, he's, he's hilarious. I would say. He's my favorite. He's your favorite character? Yeah. I think he might have been mine too. Yeah. That, he's pretty good. Some of the characters, some of the characters themselves makes me, make me want to keep watching the show. Um, those were a couple of them for sure. I think the, the characters are the strongest part of the show for sure. Like, yeah. I can't think of a character after watching the first season. I can't think of a character that I'm not interested in or that I'm like bummed out when they're on screen. Wow. That's, that's good. Um, so, uh, as far as the drug scenes went, it did remind me, have you ever seen the movie Requiem for a dream? I did a long time ago. I don't know if I'd be able to speak to it very well. Okay. Yeah. It kind of reminded me one with Tom Cruise, right? Uh, Oh no, that's vanilla sky. I'm thinking of vanilla sky. It has Jared Leto in it, Requiem for a Dream. Um, but yeah, it's old. It's from 2000. 
But there were a lot of, like a lot of the drug scenes kind of, it was weird watching it because it reminded me of like teen shows from the past in a way. It felt like a modern retelling of like, so when we were growing up, it was like, um, Can't Hardly Wait was like a a teen movie. You remember that? Or like that, uh, there was like shows like that, but they were also always like super fake Never been kissed. Yeah, yeah stuff like that. Nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was always yeah. super. Like, never, yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. When I think of that stuff, it is very much like romanticized, like versions of teenagers' lives, right? Like it's yeah. always very, like, very, yeah, not real, <laughs> not real, yeah. Because it's always like the. I th- I feel like those shows or movies was always this guy's the nerdy guy's trying to get with the girl. And he ends up with her at the end, despite, you know, all of the things that happen along the way. It's always so stupid. This yeah. one, I'd, I don't feel like I can see where it's going at all at, in That's any like, of the storylines. I like that, too. It's, uh, yeah. In a lot of the storylines, I don't really want to know where it goes because there are many. You know what it feels like watching? It feels like someone just setting landmines all through the episode of things oh my God. people are going to step on and blow up. It like the show does such a good job of like, cause like it sells all the characters are so believable and they're all very, the, the show sells them all as like extremely vulnerable kids, right? right? Impressionable, vulnerable at a time in their lives where like any trauma is going to fuck them up for the rest of their lives. <laughs> Like as a viewer watching that, you know that, and it just—I yep. am on the fucking like, I have—I am having like heart palpitations while watching <laughs> the show. Like it is so stressful to me to watch this show. Um, yep, I felt the same way. Yeah. I definitely felt the same way. I was yeah struggling. It was yeah. It is. It, it's a show that like I would not recommend people watch it if they are at at any way like in a compromised emotional state. Oh, like fuck no. don't do not watch the show. If you are like, if you just went through like a bad experience or something with like, don't just don't do it. In, it's, in it any way. Intense. <laughs> right. Any bad experience. If you just yeah. went, if you just went to McDonald's and you said, give me the double crispy and you just found <laughs> out it was not put together. Do not watch yeah. this show. Exactly. <laughs> if you are emotionally compromised, at a, <laughs> temporarily don't don't watch it <laughs> right um yeah you need to be prepared to watch it so i i'm just gonna kind of i'm not gonna walk through this i'm just gonna talk about some of the like key scenes um yeah another one that stood out for me and uh was the where uh what's her the main character's name fuck i forgot rue rue, rue. Uh, where rue's little sister saw her laying on the ground like covered in vomit when yeah. she passed out Like that was not something I wanted to see. And, you know, part of it that's so uh, it's just too realistic. Like I feel like most people know someone who has had a drug problem or, Mm -hmm. you know, had something like that happen. And it's just so scary to see it be portrayed Uh in such a realistic way. Like it reminds me of the – yeah. Like um, Breaking Bad, when Jesse and when Jesse's girlfriend died, you remember this scene, laying in the yep. bed next to him, and mm-hmm. that was fucked up. But I didn't really know anyone. Like I've never known anyone addicted to heroin and like going through that. Um, yeah, thankfully, I've known people on a lot of other drugs that 
went down that road, but something about Harry, like it just wasn't close enough to reality for me. But what happened in this show was like too realistic because it's just, it's a teenage girl laying on the floor in her room, covered in her own vomit. Like you can see that happening in real life right. all the time. And her sister is the one that discovers it. Yeah. Right? And you hear about and that. It's just like, yeah. yeah. You hear about people like, oh yeah. And so-and-so's sister found her. It's like, oh shit. Right. So. It's just like, it. it's so like, yeah, they maximize the impact of that too during the yeah. show. And like, this show is just so like, it's also, it masterfully jumps between like extremely emotional moments like that. And then kind of back to like lighthearted teen stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's really good at jumping between that, but still it never dampens some of the emotional impact of that, sh- of that crap. It's just like, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even the... <laughs> Yeah, and oh, yeah. part of me that, like, I don't want to watch this show. This show makes me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, um, it is an uncomfortable show. <laughs> but it is done so well. Um, the way that it's shot, like the gorilla-type uh, filming that they do. At first, I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to like this. But that also, I think, adds to the realism of it. It's kind of that reality TV type of filming that makes it feel yeah. a little more real. Um, the Mm -hmm. music is really good. They clearly spent a good amount of money on getting different titles, uh, getting different artists. Yeah. And the artists um, fit. Zendaya. What's that? Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, and Zendaya has music in the show too. She does music Mm -hmm. and like, it fits really well. Like almost like she made the music for the show. I don't know if that's what she did, but like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really interesting how they like, yeah. How they kind of use her talents with music Mm -hmm. in the show as well. So, yep. It's like the difference for me, there's a big difference between like arcane that episode I watched and this episode that I watch, I hear the modern music in this, but it fits, it works for what, where they need it. It doesn't feel shoehorned in there. Like, Oh, we were able to get imagined dragons. We have to put it in here. It feels like they specifically like while they were writing the show, they were listening to this music and were like, this scene goes with this music and it works. It's great. Yep. Um, so, uh, speaking of like uncomfortable, but also funny, like the, um, uh, Jules, uh, character uh, progression throughout the first episode, like I thought it was interesting. Like I would say it was mostly dark with Jules, like as far as like, yeah, I thought sh- I, for some reason I thought it wasn't going to be as, uh, <laughs> Fucked up as it was, I guess. Oh, yeah. This is one of the most fucked up shows on, on television. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so it's because it covers all of the subject matter that it frankly has never, ever, I've never seen covered in anything. Mm-hmm. Like it just like the subject matter that it just steps into without any hesitation at all. And it just plays it off really well. Yeah. It's um, like new girl moves this moves to town. You think she. Like when, when they were showing her come to town and like riding on her bike and stuff, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a, they like, uh, set it up that she was going to be like, oh, this is going to be your friend, Rue. Like she was, she was going to be like fun and exciting. And I was like, oh, I'm interested to meet this character. And then right out of the gate, she like meets some guy that abuses her and then goes to a party and then is attacked by a football player. Like, it's just like one horrible thing after the other. And I was like. Okay, I guess. I mean, I was excited to meet yeah. her. Now I'm just like, I hope she. Oh yeah, Josh, you did not see this. Yeah, it was fun. Well, who up. who was the football player? Was it Nate? Yeah. Yep. 
And in the first episode, Nate's father (laughs) meets her on a dating app. And I guess you could say fucks her. It's kind of like a rape situation. And if you ask me, it was not... It was not uh, ideal. Yeah, she it was. She, it, I mean, she wanted is, to be in that yeah. situation, but it did not go as I think she thought it was going to go. Because he was like showing her like yeah. bottles of wine and and glasses of wine and like oh like trying to like romanticize it. And then it's yeah. I mean, at this at this point, you don't know quite what's going on with her, but it's more like it. It's like yeah. It's like she knows what's going to happen because she's kind of been through that before. Like she kind of, this is like, it's not an, it's kind of a regular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is revealed pretty quickly uh, in, into the season. Okay. It's kind of a regular thing with her that she does this and she does it for like, you know, reasons that are like deep and like, you know, mental health kind of, kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it's a pretty uncomfortable scene, right? Because it's like this young girl who, and she's meeting this, older guy for the first time in a hotel room and he's he's as creepy as you can possibly fucking imagine and he has and Um, she sees like he has a whole family a picture of a family as well it it was the whole thing was uncomfortable because i my thought was he's gonna kill her is what it felt like to me the whole time it kind of think it kind of makes you think that a little bit yeah because he's just so creepy yeah yeah Stressed out just talking about this fucking show. I don't know how you watched all of it. Um, it's it's something about it is just very like uh, mesmerizing and like addicting almost. Like you do have to be prepared to watch it, but like when you're watching it, it is just so good. It's so well yeah. executed. It's so real. Like there's nothing else like it. So I can't can't not watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I mesmerizing is a good word for it for sure. Um, there, it's like it, 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 like similar to what you were saying. Like you know, it's kind of filmed in like a realistic way, where like you can kind of be. It's kind of grounded, right? You kind of said like kind of reality a little bit, mm-hmm. but like it also cuts to these very like artistic um, shots sometimes. Like when she takes the when she takes the drug at the at the party, and she's uh, walking on the takes the drug, yeah, and she like yeah to to kind of show what the drugs and how it's making her feel the camera shifts and she starts like walking on the wall. Right. And then she walks on the ceiling and she's like bumping up. Like you can tell that the set is probably rotating and she's literally walking right. on the set. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, it's so good. <laughs> like you don't <laughs> expect it, but it fits so well. And it just like, it also immediately shows like how she's feeling at that moment. It's just like so well done. <laughs> yep. It was. Um, there's a scene where the girls are riding around and they're listening to Megan the stallion. And I was like, yep, that's perfect. That's what they'd be listening to. It's like the girls night out. Like I was like, that fits perfectly. Like so many things that like make sense, but you just don't see it, you know? Yeah. And every time there's a few shots in this episode where she's shown like text messages and stuff, stuff that she's received from dudes on dating apps. And it's just like hundred percent real. Like that is absolutely 100% what some guy like Pete, like she was getting like uh unsolicited dick pics. Like right. she was getting also all the shit that you know is a hundred percent real. And it was just all believable. There's mm. so many times where TV shows and shit, they show people texting and it's just so fake. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can just tell that's not how people talk and no. text messaging. Yep. This show hundred percent. Like that is exactly how people talk. The and moment it just does such a good job of selling you on that. Yeah, the moment that the it was the girls in their room and they were talking about guys 
and about like the, telling the girl to get over Nate. And they were like, oh, you yeah. need to catch a dick. And their whole conversation, uh, I was like, okay, yep, this is, this is, yeah. uh, right. Okay. All right. Right. And yeah. At one point, she describes like, uh, one of the guys having rapey vibes or something like that. Uh-huh. And it's just like, yep. <laughs> yep. That Nate. How many dicks did you guys get in the first episode? Let's compare. Well, see, I, I, I actually just had one, right? We had one blurry dick and we had two dudes' asses. Yeah. Man, you I get think. three full on dicks. Three we full on Nate's dicks. Nate's dad's dick, right? Yeah, Nate's dad's dick. Con- we saw him put the condom on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. You don't see that very often in a TV show. Yeah, they just let it all hang out. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, I appreciate the realism. Um, you know, I wrote down that I, because we were kind of keeping track of men's asses that we have seen in these shows. But uh, I was like, I was so uncomfortable watching this. I was like, do I even bring this shit up? Cause I was just like, Ugh. uh, <laughs> I don't even, uh, I think it was Nate's dad. And then I was, a the, there was the scene where all the, I guess football guys were sitting around out in the, in without their shirts on. And they yeah, were talking about like girls. Random room. Yeah, yep. and they were just like slut shaming oh, that God. one girl. Um, yeah, I don't even. I never even heard. I don't even know if this is real, but they said that like, oh yeah, check their uh, slut pages. No, and apparently, I think this might be real. I've never heard of this, but it makes total sense if that it, it would be real. Uh-huh. I think it's a website where you're supposed to go and upload your ex, like nudes oh, of your ex girlfriend or something. That's yeah, bad. and and then like you post their name, and then it's like I think Rue said in the show it's a password protected site or something. Uh-huh. So it's like the whole idea is like girls never know that they're on there because they can't get onto the site. Cause it's Yikes. like identity. Pre- yeah. It's super fucked up. And there's a scene where they're all <sighs> sitting gross. around and there's a guy who just started dating a girl mm-hmm. and they pulled up her slut page. That's what that and started like. showing him a video of his current girlfriend getting fucked like, see, on camera. Like, That's weird oh my shit, God, man. <laughs> so like, so fucked up. Right. But like, you can kind of relate a little bit to the kid. Right. Cause like the kid's trying to like, he's trying to hold his, his own, you know, he's with the group of guys. So right. he's like not showing any emotion on his face, but like, you know, that that is fucking him up right now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, another just, trauma another. moment. Yeah. yeah, another yeah, exactly. And it's that's the whole the whole thing with the show is it's extremely it's young, vulnerable kids that are just being put into very serious and fucking scary situations and just just yeah. trauma, just, just endless over trauma and over and over. The over and over, yeah. When I watched Station 11, that was the whole theme of it was like they just kept repeating the phrase I've seen damage or I know damage and it was always like yeah. the point in their life that they were damaged like mentally. Yeah. And then this show is just like, I feel like in one episode, I saw way more people get fucked up than an entire season of Station yeah. Eleven. Because it's it so, yeah. It's just so realistic. It is, it's so fucked up. But it plays it off so realistically yeah. that you're like, you know that that kid's getting fucked up, but he's not even showing it right now. You know that right. that damage is coming along later in his life, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And just essentially making him more of an ass i you know i thought maybe like i didn't know how it was going to go with that guy because all of his buddies are like giving him a hard time about the girl 
but yeah. he ended up being super nice to the girl, which was good, but it's still, you know, there's still going to be bullshit you happen with know. that. Yeah, exactly. Cause like, because also you kind of know him a little bit, right? Cause mm-hmm. his character is so realistic that you know that like, uh, yeah. you know, the guys could get to him later or something like, you know, that mm-hmm. it's not over with that shit. So yeah. And that's yeah. the realism also adds to the unpredictability of what's going to happen because in yeah. TV, you nine out of 10 times from the shit that we have watched, you can tell what's going to happen down the road, <laughs> yeah. but because it's so based in reality, it's r- really hard to have any concept of what's coming next, which also makes it scary to watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's very scary. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Rue was addicted to Valium, I believe. Uh, she's yep. her kind of thing was like it makes everything quiet and safe, um, which yep. sounds about right. Um, and oh, it's, what's interesting is is she got yeah. that from she went to the hospital once as a yeah. kid for a perfectly innocent reason, and at the hospital they gave her Valium to like calm her down, and then ever since then she's been addicted to it. Which yeah. is a very real world thing, very real world example of something that does happen a lot. Well, it gets worse in the second season. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! Well, so there's a lot of stuff that we're saying starting to kind of connect the dots for you, Josh, a yeah. little bit from what you saw. Well, it's funny. It sounds like your first episode. They just did the same episode, uh, second season. Just uh, sounds like I, I just I don't know if you guys are going to watch it, but it's like a similar arc. You can but talk I think about it. It's okay. Redeeming. I can believe. Yeah, you can, you can reference it. You can talk about it. uh, I mean, like you talked about in your first episode, who, who, uh, we can talk about the characters. What's that? Who did Nate beat up? So Nate harassed Jules. Jules. Yeah. So Nate like confronted, Nate had just watched his ex-girlfriend, uh, get fucked at a party in a pool. (laughs) Um, and he was, (laughs) he was again, trauma. Uh, he was freaking out and, um, he went into his kitchen. I think he, he was throwing the party at his house, right? Is that right? Yeah, it was his house. Yeah. So like he goes into his own kitchen, starts throwing shit around. And is just like, get out of here, get out of here. And then sees like, um, sees jewels, like in the corner of the room. And is just like, who are you? Like, what are you doing here? And like walks up and starts harassing her basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she pulls out a knife, like a kitchen knife and starts like holding it up to him. And being like, back the fuck off. And he's also he, like transphobic holds, towards her. And he's like, you know, like, yeah. I know what you are and shit like that. Yeah. He's being very, yeah. Transphobic. Very, um, very uncomfortable scene. Yeah. It sounds like totally believable. Shit. Yes. Oh, super huge piece yeah. of shit. Oh yeah. yeah. Immediately well, he's, he's identifiable. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. I know. Yep. It goes down with that guy. But, um, he, uh, she pulls out like a knife and then she like, Holds, holds her hand up and like cuts her own arm yeah. to like, show, like basically I'm crazy step, like step off. Um, and that gets him to kind of back off. But what I loved about that scene though, was Rue was watching the whole time. And that's what like made Rue be like, I like that girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is uh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. So how does well, that, that relate cool. to season two, Josh episode one? Well, I mean, they they imply it so this happened in the first season at some point fez threatened to kill nate the next time they saw each other this whole first episode second season they're all going to a party new year's party fez beats the shit out of nate like it felt good and i barely even what? know nate which one's fez Damn. 
Fez is the drug the dealer. Oh, Fez what? The, oh, the older kid. Yeah. He was like totally the nice guy, like calm, yeah. collected guy. And, and yeah. they play him one. Well. Like you, you can tell he's the good guy because Fez is super chill. He's taking care of his right. younger brother. Yeah. He's re- in real good with Rue. He's like mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. of his family now. Shows up at parties. He's, he's Rue's uh, drug head. dealer. Yeah. Nate sleeps with Cassie in the bathroom while his ex is outside at the party. And dude, he picked her up at a so gas hard. station, drove like over hundred miles an hour drinking and driving. Oh and my knows, God. like it was, it was yeah. just stressful. Cause you're like, Oh, they're going to die. They're going to get an accident and die. They're obviously going to die. <laughs> and they just keep pushing it. God then damn. they're at the party having like, it's just all stressful. And day is getting, smoke like snorting shit to the point where she's about to die and the person she's doing it with is who's a rando has to give her adderall so that she doesn't have a heart attack fuck's sake and it's just all happening at the same time um yeah yeah. but uh so i was just struck out the whole time it was it was all (laughs) it was just like it was what you guys said it was very realistic like everything was happening just kids who are super vulnerable not doing anything like just making bad decisions because you're just a kid Hurting each other probably because they didn't admit it. And some of you are shitty, some of you're not. You're just doing the best you can, and shitty shit happens. Yep. Yeah. Damn. Yep. I really liked the ending of the episode where so Rue does be- befriend Jules, and they go back to Jules' place, and they're like laying down, and uh, Rue says, "I have an idea. Do you want to get high?" And that's how the episode ends. And I thought that was yeah. kind of the perfect episode and like the perfect. Um, Example of her like addiction and how it just like pulls other people into it, like into that world of yeah, drug abuse. That's true. It's like yeah. no matter what situation she's in, that is going to come up and that is going to, she's going to pull everybody into that, you know? So yeah, interesting show, quite a bit different from anything else we've watched for sure. Um, oh, yeah. It's definitely in a league of its own with just the way that that show is. You can tell whoever designed that show or whoever, whatever group of people made that show had a very clear vision of something and are executing it as well as they can. Yeah, definitely. So I would say let's go around the horn and decide if this show is a binge or a cringe for us. And I'll start with you, Josh. Now, Josh, you didn't watch any of season one, right? You just started with season two, episode one, right? I did, yeah. Okay. And but watching it though, I felt like I just knew all the characters. They were good at just giving off all the the vibes. So maybe, uh, assuming that's all true, they did a good job executing. The drama felt like too real. Yeah. Like there yeah. were just kids at a party, and it wasn't like over sensational. It's like, no, this is probably exactly what happens if you're all making bad decisions and drugs and alcohol are involved. Like, yes, that'll happen. Bad yeah. relationships, people hurting each other, and then someone's yeah. going to make a dumb mistake, like drink too much, smoke too much, whatever. And shit happens. Yep. So with that said, though, that's like, that's just not my time at drama. So I probably won't watch it. All right. Yep. It is a cringe for me. Okay. I thought they did a good job. Just not my, not my style. I'll go ahead and go next just because I feel the same way about it. It is really well done. I really liked everything about it, but one, it does stress me the fuck out. Um, and it's maybe something I watch if I'm really in a mood for the, something like that. But it just is something about the drama is not for me. Um, I don't know what it is. I feel I feel as if I'm cheating the show by not watching it because I think it is worth watching, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah. just just kind of like not really totally get that. F- for me. 
Um, So I feel bad in saying it is a cringe. I think if you are even remotely, like even a minusculely interested in this show, you should absolutely watch it. Um, But I don't know if my old heart can take watching it. So I'm going to give it a cringe. It's tough that I'm literally like, so like season two has been airing for a little while. I think they're on like episode four just aired. Mm-hmm. I have yep. not watched any season two because I'm I have not been able to prepare myself to wow. watch season two yet. Okay, yeah. okay, that's I just know it's so intense that I have to get into that mindset to watch it. So I yeah. have not watched it yet. So, but yeah, I absolutely love the first season. Like I, it is up there like with probably my number two and number one show ever. Like it was Whoa. just like yeah, Damn. absolutely the best okay. show, one of the best shows I've ever seen ever. <laughs> it's just nice. so good. The first, I mean, this first episode is really good, but every single episode fires off. Like, okay. and it's just super good. And the, the storylines all get fucking crazy and, um, yeah, they just get fucking crazy and it, mm-hmm. it, it does get scarier and it gets stressful and, uh, all that shit. But there's just some crazy like payoffs too that are just, yeah, it's like nothing else that you've ever seen. And that's why I can't look away from it. That's, yeah. that's the main thing. It's just like, it does so much stuff that I've never seen before in TV and it's just so good at telling its story that I can't look away. And it also does one of my favorite things, which is like the dialogue is just so good. I could just watch two of those characters talk to each other forever. Like it's just written so well that I could just watch them in a room, a boring room talking to each other. Um, You're selling me. So yeah. Yeah. It's just, I would recommend I would. I was actually kind of bummed at the end of this first episode. I thought that they were going to do this pretty big reveal, um, but they didn't do it, and that made me be like, "Shit, they should have done that at the end of this episode. They should have fit that in there because I'm pretty sure it, it, it's revealed pretty quickly into like episode two or three, but it really starts to add on layers of just how fucked up this this world, this town is, in Fuck. a way that's just really good. So. I cannot say enough good about it. It's so awesome. Also, there was a joke early. I forgot to mention. There's a really good joke where she's, it shows her going to rehab because Rue went to rehab after her overdose. Um, and there's a part where they're all lined up and they're going up to this casket. And you're like, what are they all at? Like a funeral? What's going on? And then it like the camera cuts and it shows what's in the casket and it's a mirror. <laughs> Oh yeah. So, like I just thought that was hilarious how like at rehab they're making all the kids line up and that look at great. themselves in the casket. <laughs> so good. So good. So like, classic all the like jokes scared and straight. Shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, like all the jokes and shit like that are just so clever too. Yeah. Like it's just such a clever show with that stuff. I'm going to revise my rating and give it a binge just because I feel I feel too bad. It it was really good. It's something, but I think you're right. You just have to be mentally prepared for it. And you do. I think at some point yeah. I will be, and then I will go watch it. And then yeah. I will go. And that's the thing. The like absolutely no shame in, in like not and choosing not to watch it because you're just not prepared to watch it. Cause right. like I 100% I'm not heavy. prepared to watch it right now. I was watching the first, I've already seen the first episode and there was shit that was happening where I was just like, Oh my God, I'm not, I can't, I skipped through. Um, two scenes actually what we were wow. watching. So I was like, I was like, I remember this scene, but I don't want to watch it again. I'm going to skip through it. <laughs> oh my uh, god! The, the part where uh, the part where Cassie was having sex with the 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 dude, mm-hmm. and he was being super rough with her. Yeah, and the, and, and Rue was talking about um, 
how like a lot of guys learn all their stuff from porn. Yep. And so they go in and they're like super rough with girls and they're just not how you're supposed to behave. Like when you're, when you're having sex for the first time. And so like, yeah, that scene for me, like I just started watching that and I was like, Oh my God, I remember this scene. It's super uncomfortable. I'm going to skip through it. (laughs) Oh wow. Well, I thought, I thought that scene was fine because then she just basically was like, don't be like that. And then he's like, I'm sorry. Right. And then she's like, no, okay, yeah. but I kind of do like that. And I was That's like, oh, true. Okay. I, 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 did, I did forget actually about that part. Yeah. So, so it wasn't maybe as. Maybe I should not have skipped it. It was, yeah, it was not, not as terrible. There's probably just yeah. so many other terrible scenes in that first season that you were probably emotionally scarred. Exactly. It, that's yeah. exactly what it was. I was probably mixing it up with another scene later or something like that. So, mm, yep. yeah. There were parts, like, that's how on edge I am watching the show, though. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, I got to stop, you know? Yeah. So. Well, that is our review of Euphoria. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we'll try to lighten the mood a little bit and play a game here. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Binger Cringe. We're going to wrap this show up. I said it's going to be lighter, but I don't know. I don't know how much how much lighter this is. I'm going to play a little game called... Let me see. How, what should I play here? To uh, uh, I should get my shit a little more sorted here. Uh, here we go. This will be a competition between Josh and Jake. It's name, That Narcotic. Oh, God. <laughs> I have a... Fucking <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> well, that's the best I could right. do right now. I got... <laughs> I got five different drugs I have written down. And what I have done, these are commonly used drugs. This is from the DEA's drug slang code word list. So these are in the DEA's database of slang for drugs. I'm going to read you these names and you tell me what drug I'm talking about. And on top of this, as we go through this list, you can choose one of these drugs. And this is your drug of choice. For free. To bring into the future. Oh. No, well. Oh. This <laughs> is going. to bring this with you to the future? <laughs> yes. In the, this is going in the grease with you. With the oil. In the oil. Okay. Um, <laughs> Double so, layer of oil. And there's only five. So choose wisely. You can't go back. So okay. once once you don't pick an option, it is gone from the table. Okay? Yeah. So five. Is there a certain order you're going to be telling us these drugs? Uh, the, It's just okay. how I'm reading them off here. We're just... Whatever order makes me lose. <laughs> Jake is on to my plan. Um, there's Number no- one, CBD. <laughs> so this is, yeah, this is indeed the drug you are taking with you to the future. But you can only pick right. one. Uh, so the first one, this drug is also known as Crypto, Bud Light, Bluebell Ice Cream, Witch's Teeth. Hey, man, you got any of that Bluebell Ice Cream? You want to give me a little bit of that bluebell? That old country bluebell. Josh, meth? Just going to say meth. I'm going to say meth for all my answers till I'm right. Josh is going with meth. Josh is... Can you read the names off to me again? Crypto. I don't even know if I know of five different drugs. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking. (laughs) I picked picked the very... These are very basic drugs. So, crypto, Bud Light, Bluebell Ice Cream, Witch's Teeth. Those are your slang. I'm going to go with LSD. LSD. Josh is on the board. 
with methamphetamine. The blue should have I should have gotten it from the blue because of the from because of Breaking Bad. That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. And I, I kind of think of it as like these are all pretty like white trash, like Bud Light, Bluebell ice cream. Some of the uh, o- yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah, some of the other ones were also kind of in the same vein. Our next drug of choice. Now, is anyone going to pick this to take with them? If not, we will move on. I'm okay, good. you guys want something harder? I can tell. That's fine. Okay, you're going to stick away <laughs> from the dirty stuff. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> okay, so our second drug. Bazooka, Double Bubble, Cheyenne, Racehorse Charlie. Now this drug is, you're taking it with you to the future. Heroin. What, what is it going to be? Heroin. Jake yeah, with heroin. I'm going to go with heroin too. Double heroin and you are both incorrect. It is cocaine. I love that cocaine. I love that cocaine. Yeah. Say Double Bubble. Uh, double Bubble. Cheyenne, Racehorse Charlie, and Bazooka. Yeah. Racehorse Charlie should have, that was the biggest clue right there. Turns you up. Get you racing. All right. Is anyone choosing cocaine as their drug of choice? List of five. Yep. I'll go with cocaine. Josh is on the cocaine. He is on the cocaine. Coke train. He's on the cocaine, (laughs) coke train. All right. (laughs) All right. Our next drug of choice Bart Simpson, cupcakes, dental floss. And mind detergent. Wash your brain. Acid. Oh. That sounds right. Acid? Well, now that that Jake said that, I want to say acid. I'll also go acid. Two for acid. Probably because I can't name other drugs. (laughs) (laughs) When I said acid, you were like, oh, yeah, I remember that. (laughs) We got a double win. It is indeed LSD. I believe LSD is also acid, right? I think that's the same. same, Yeah, LSD and acid. All right. How about how about some animal cookies, grasshopper, Manhattan silver, or Mexican brown? What's this drug? Give you the old grasshopper. I feel like grass might be a bait. I'm just saying marijuana. I'll go with the bait. You're gonna go with marijuana. Okay. Yep. Got one marijuana. It's the only last. It's the last drug that I know. (laughs) Really. We got okay, two more. Uh, we got two more. Yeah, or, I mean, heroin there. could still be on the. And it could be the, the old tape. Mexican brown. Could be the old grasshopper. Who knows? Grasshopper. Grasshoppers. You also they, have Ma- they make you, a lot of noise. You have Manhattan Silver and you have Animal Cookies. Are also Animal Cookies. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go with marijuana. Oh, say so, say them again. Oh. What are they? Okay, we have Animal Cookies. I'm hold my answer. <laughs> grasshopper. Manhattan Silver, Mexican Brown. I still don't know. Okay. <laughs> going with marijuana. Marijuana? I'm going to go marijuana. You're going to fourth meal. You guys are high on marijuana. You are Woo. both correct. All right. I'm going to take marijuana as my drug. Jake takes marijuana as his drug. Just in this fake, totally unrealistic world of this game. You are choosing marijuana as your drug of choice. Okay, we're yes. going to move on to the final drug. The drug that no one will be taking with them, unfortunately, into the future. Bratwurst, Chuck Dickens, Pepperoncini, and Tuna Can. What is this drug of choice? Heroin. One heroin. 
I only know what <laughs> well, if you did heroin. <laughs> There's uh, only so many shrooms. Shrooms. Okay, there's another joke. Oh, I forgot about shrooms. All right. Well, um, unfortunately, you are other drugs. Both incorrect. It's food. This is actually from the list of nicknames for penises from the Men's Health Organization's website. <laughs> this is names for a wiener. So, Josh, you win. You won the game. How about that? Why did why did he win? Because he had one more point why than you. Win? Oh, from the very beginning. From the very beginning, you got the oh first my one right. God. <laughs> Wait, guys... no, then we're tied. We're tied. Wait, well, how? You guys I, said the same shit on every single one. And then one. I got a point. No, I got one that, that Josh didn't get. Well, we'll have to consult we'll take, the records. Roll back the tape. Hire an archivist to roll back the tape. I'm sure on the Benger Cringe Wikipedia, the sluice over there will have this panned out okay so we'll just say when you listen back you know uh rewind the tape and then find out who's the winner but i'm gonna give it to josh as the winner of this competition jake better luck next time you're gonna win one of these one of these days i guarantee get good jake get good unfortunately such bullshit all right well that'll conclude this episode thank you so much for listening and we will see you guys next time Bye. Bye. Yeah.